0: This episode of Spawn is brought to you by Sunbasket, which delivers delicious meal kits right to your door, making healthy cooking easy and convenient for any busy lifestyle. Go to Sunbasket.com slash spawn today to learn more and get thirty-five dollars off your first order. That's Sunbasket.com slash for thirty-five dollars off. and welcome
1: to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting
0: culture. Hey, I'm Liz Gumpener and I'm Kristen Chase and we are the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com and on today's episode of Spawn, we're talking about couples and husband and wife teams who work together. How do they do it? How do they do it? Yeah.
1: (laughs) We have some great guests who are going to be funny and awesome and tell us all about that. And as always, we'll close out our show with our cool picks of the week. So first, let us tell you about our awesome guests.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at this right now. I know. Impressive, I feel like I'm not worthy, but also should have put my dancing shoes on and my singing voice. I see. Yeah, this is an
1: impressive theatrical couple. (laughs) Yes. So Tor Hyams. Besides being a fellow Mamerinic High School graduate like me, is a Grammy nominated songwriter. He produced and wrote for Joan Osborne, Michelle Branch, Isaac Hayes, Lisa Loeb, she was on our show. Yes, she was. He rawls, Howie D of Backstreet Boys. He's created and co-founded the Kids of Palooza Festival with Perry oh, Farrell, which is something awesome. our readers know a lot about. And his partner in work and in life is actor, singer, composer, voiceover actor, and veteran theater performer Lisa Rothhauser. She cut her teeth in regional productions of Guys and Dolls, Chicago, Once on this Island, and Masterclass opposite Lucy Arnaz. Ooh, I love stories about that. And then she moved to New York City and, boom, ended up in the Producers on Broadway. No big deal, Kristen. NVD. Producers. <laughs> NBD. <laughs> so they began their partnership by collaborating on Stealing Time, which premiered at the New York Music Festival in 2012. And over time, they've written Mommy Needs for Nickelodeon nickmom.com. They've toured around the country with their one-woman event life. They've written together at prestigious musical theater workshops in writers' colonies. And they're currently working on a musical adaptation, Kristen,
0: of the classic TV show Green Acres. Okay, that's amazing. I know
1: plus they're both parents and they live in Brooklyn. Oh my also gosh. Also
0: curious when do they sleep? We're gonna find yeah. out. Lisa, we're so
1: we're glad them. you're here. Tour we're Lisa. glad to be here.
2: <laughs> yes, very glad. I'm um, very
1: excited now. I wasn't as excited but now I'm very excited.
3: <laughs> well we were actually
2: we were actually planning to sleep right now now
1: that would <laughs> and Chris and I were just saying we haven't had like a working couple on since Bodie and Jenna Elfman so you're in good company yes,
2: we are. that's very good company that's
1: right so tour we went to high school together so yes. we go way back we were in Guys and Dolls together so that gives me a little crud right there <laughs> And Lisa, I... Did play Adelaide? No, I was like always a hot box dancer too or something. (laughs) I was the person who mouthed the words but was really good in a leotard. And then, um, and then Lisa, I was just looking at your resume. You were an SFA at Boston University. I went to Boston University. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did my master's
3: there for opera. That's when I decided I wanted to be an opera singer and then decided I didn't.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I didn't go to high school with either of you but I was a music professor so can I be part of the club.
2: Well, you were a professor. You can teach the club.
0: (laughs) That's never fun. I want to be in it. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I've always wondered about couples that work together. I'm very curious about this, like how it works. And I think a lot of people are too, which is why I'm so glad you're here. So talk to us about how this happened. Like, did you start working together or were you dating and then working together? Like, how did that all come about?
2: I, it was it was really working first because you know, I, some people, when they have a midlife crisis, which I think I did, they buy Porsches and all that stuff. I actually wrote a musical that was my <laughs> that's
1: very healthy
3: anyway
2: so I wrote this musical about this performing arts camp I went to as a kid and it premiered at this festival in New York and I got an agent out of it and she said oh you should write a whole new series of songs and you know I'll show you to the New York theater community and they'll love you and and then you'll be huge and so I started writing this, this kind of a song cycle and I met Lisa by chance uh, at a kind of a meet and greet of, of Broadway type people. And then I said, hey, you know, you're a singer. Let me show you some of these to see if you like it. Because I hadn't really showed it to anyone and it felt very special. And uh, I played Lisa this song, which I had some lyrics to and the music to. And she said,
3: well, I said, it sounds kind of 70s. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we need to do this. Good relationships uh,
1: are founded on honesty.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, if I were just sing that, I would want it to go like this, and I change the melody around, and I oh, will maybe change that lyric too. And then he looked at me, and he said, I don't. I don't write with singers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. And you know what? As an instrumentalist, there's a good reason why we don't write with singers. People don't write with singers. is because they come up to you and they're like, okay, um, my key is like A double sharp. Can you play that? <laughs> and you're like, there is no such thing as A double sharp. But yeah, thank you
2: know, you. I, I tell you, Chris, you're the first person who's ever understood my point of view on that.
0: Never. I, I
1: was leotard girl. <laughs> so you, I'm going to leave this all to Kristen. Well, I,
2: I wasn't wrong before. Before I met Lisa, but I was wrong after, because she's really such a talented writer, and my fingers on the piano do have a tendency to go 70s, because, you know, that's my favorite period of music, pretty much. So, and, and it got much more modern and much more interesting. And then I said, you know, please write this song cycle with me, and she did, and that turned into Stealing Time, which is... You know, loosely, 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 like as loose as it can be, based on how we met and you know what ensued from that point on. So
1: you didn't just like date and work together; you actually wrote a musical about it. That's very meta. Yes, yeah. we that
2: we did awesome. the whole thing. I mean, if you're going to have a midlife crisis, have it. You yeah, know, like, <laughs> go all in. Have
1: it on stage. Yeah, yeah, that was uh... that was interesting. <laughs> but was
2: what was really cool about it was it got a really quick and positive response. And anyway, we come a long way since then. And when I say loosely based, there's hardly any of in a way us in it anymore really what it's about is uh, a woman who is searching for her power again after being in a relationship that has largely diffused her of that power and the idea of stealing time is about rewriting your story and taking the time for you that you might have given away to someone else. Well,
0: that rings true not just for, I imagine, couples, but also for parents. We've actually talked a lot about this on the podcast, too, the idea of reinvention and how a lot of parents give away everything they had to their kids and then all of a sudden are like, oh, who am I again and what am I doing?
2: Right. It is about reinvention. And and one of the things that's interesting about us as a couple, I think, is you know this isn't our first time around this is our second time around her kids are her kids my kids are my kids and you know we don't live together i rent an apartment from her actually that's the truth and we try really really hard to you know have our time together where we work and we try to have our time apart where we each have our kids and our families and you know we're we're trying to find that balance of healthy which is you know the lifelong quest but what's cool about it is that you know, I don't have dominion over her kids. Like, they can do whatever. I, I could think it's wrong, and I, I largely don't say anything because they're her kids, and same with vice versa with mine. And I think it's it's interesting what happens, and I, I, I'm not recommending people get divorced, and then it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> However... Yeah, there are perks, though, and, and that's one of them. You know, when you share kids with somebody... Often, many, many arguments ensue over how you're parenting those kids. And I don't think we've really had one. I don't think
0: we've had one argument, actually. Well, I mean, you're talking to two people that have been unpartnered and repartnered and have children with other people. And so, I mean, I speak for myself. I totally get it. Yeah, this is a four-blended
1: family-parent conversation right here. In fact, I'm looking
0: up an apartment for my husband to rent right now. (laughs) pardon me Lisa. do you feel like you have to draw the line between personal and work
1: stuff or does it just kind of come naturally because there have been times that my partner and I have actually worked together well we met also working together he worked on our website and there were times that we worked together actually on freelance projects and we got on great but we would find ourselves sometimes like sitting in bed at 11 at night like doing work and it wasn't bad it didn't hurt the relationship but also these were short term projects you guys worked together kind of full time all the time so I'm wondering how, like how you draw those lines and how you create that demarcation so that you you have personal time and work time. I
3: totally understand this well, and I think it, it shifts depending on what project we're working on. I mean, it, a musical is a 24-hour-a-day thing, especially if you, you know, spend a lot of time together personally. And it's hard. It really is, because you can't turn it off. It's you're constantly turning around ideas. You you get an idea, you say something, and then it, it's not just about sitting at a piano for a four-hour block of time and writing songs and, and working on lyrics and book. It's just, it's not. And you we've got five projects at any given moment that we're juggling at this point and and it takes forever it's not like a movie where you you know you shoot it for a few months you wrap it's done and then it's sitting on a shelf or whatever getting edited and then it comes back you go to the oscars and win a fucking you know oh, i said the f word
0: oh we love the f word we mark everything explicit i'll say it too fuck <laughs> now we know we have
1: an explicit rating on this one
0: but <laughs> I, I think that what i have found just as a
3: female the mom of two kids and Also being a girlfriend, which is so weird to say after the age of 30, a girlfriend. I
1: know. I wish we could come up with better terms. I say partner and people think that means Kristen because she's my business partner. Or I say partner and they think I'm a lesbian. It's really, it sucks. Yeah. We need better words. We do. We
3: do. We say partner too. And that's the truth. It's really the only thing that is what we do, as you guys know. But... I find that I have to work out. I must take care of myself physically because it it lends itself to the emotional. I meditate on a daily basis. I study Tibetan Buddhism. Now it's my thing. I love it. And I'm constantly trying to evolve that way. And it's a thing I have to do for myself. It's a commitment. If I'm honoring those things, just those two little things on a daily basis, I can pretty much take on anything and emotionally deal with most of the obstacles in my way for the day. And also I take time with my kids to just have a meal to just the three of us, or we go to maybe Coney Island, just the three of us. We have our moments. Or we do little short trips together, just the three of us, that I know I'm connecting with them on a mom to kid basis. And that makes me feel really good because it is hard to make sure that they're taken care of that way when you're juggling all these things and you're with a partner that, like our pianos are
1: in two different spaces of
3: this yeah, we have, situation. We have,
2: like, we have two pianos and one's in the back. And one's in the house. And- that is
1: very indulgent for New York City, by the way. That's like even more than two bathrooms.
0: Like, we don't even have two bathrooms. You have two pianos. We my are committed, goodness.
2: okay? Well, also, the wow. you know, piano is the only thing I kept in my divorce. So I'm. You're <laughs> <We're laughs>
0: sleeping in the piano, let's be honest right now.
2: <laughs> I mean, it does pervade, you know, especially like Lisa said when we were writing musicals. Albums are a little different, but, you know, we'll be at dinner and our date, and it'll be really romantic, and I'll say, Oh, my God, I just figured out what Howie should do in that show, that character. He should, you know, and it'll just hit you because it's always there. But I think it's as we're trying to make it, because we I mean, we're still really trying to make it. I mean, we we don't have a show on Broadway yet. And that's our intention. As we're trying to make it, we're acting like we're in our 20s and we're really hungry for it. And we do it all the time and we push and push and push and and do what has to be done, even though, you know, we're not in our 20s. And it's part of the commitment you make. Chris, I think you said this when you reinvent you have to go for it all over again. I mean, we both had careers. I was very conscious that I was giving that up, and it was worth it because, you know, as I am older, getting older, I realized there's nothing more important than love and heart, and that's all we do is love Aww. heart.
0: That sounds like your next song. Now, when you can just back up a little bit because you talked about always being on, and Liz and I experience that in a different way because we work on the internet, we work in social media. And so, you yeah. know, when we pick up our phone to go on Facebook, it's still, it's not really ever just personal. It's always work. You know, we'll see something and we'll say, oh, it's work. You know, we, we've got to put this up on our website. It happened yesterday, for example. So, yeah, uh, last just,
1: night I was writing at midnight. Yeah. Because at midnight. It's like, oh, God, I got to get this thing yeah, up. You gotta yeah, you got to
0: get this up. So, you know, similar in that idea where, you know, like, you said you'll be out and you'll have this idea so i'm wondering do you have any strict rules like no work in the bedroom are there any things that you stand by or is it just when it happens it happens like no phones or no kids when we're working or, or I, I don't know turn like things what, off what, what by rules five? do you have
2: you know i'd like to say that we have this amazing set of rules that are printed and paste you know magnetized onto the fridge but <laughs> um, we, um maybe we should uh, we don't uh, you know, like we went to the beach once and we just wanted to be we like, OK, we're taking the day off, you know, we're at the beach. And then we start talking about stuff and, you know, we have to both say to each other, all right, look what we're doing. We need to stop now. Let's take a note in our phone and then we're, then we're going to be at the beach.
3: Well, God, thank God for our phones and that recorder, because if we didn't have that, we would probably get nothing done. True. I mean, it's it's so I don't know how people did it before the phones with the recording mechanism on it because we record so many ideas for songs, so many just ideas, period. Whether we use them or not, who cares? But we know at least we got it for later. And so I think that that particular thing does allow us to have some freedom from working
2: constantly. It does, but it's funny because when you ask something like, "Do you guys have rules about you know creating separations so you can have this other time?" It's occurring to me that. I don't really want other time. I love what we do. I mean, there's nothing more exhilarating or attractive than coming up with an amazing idea even if you throw it out later, it would feel so good. At, you guys know this. It oh, feels yeah. so good in that moment that that's play. You know, work always has this negative connotation because people go into jobs, they sit at cubicles, they type on their computers, and then they go home and they, and they watch TV and, and want to die. And that's not everybody, of course. But, I, you know, you guys live a different way. We live a different way. Like, I, I love every moment of the creativity. And often it's really frustrating and we fight about ideas and this and that. But at the end of the day, you go back and you go, Wow. We wrote that. I mean, since we won't ever have babies together, every single one of these things is our baby.
1: Aww.
3: You know, we've had
2: 10, 15 kids at this point. It's And it's like, oh, and then it's beautiful amazing. because you get to see these creatures grow.
3: And we don't have to be Mormon.
2: And we don't have to be Mormon. <laughs>
0: it sounds like the labor is just as challenging though. Can you talk about the fighting? Cause you did mention the fighting and we know that's, I think that's one where we see the happy things. Like we see couples all the time. Our friend Emily and Jeffrey at Cupcakes and Cashmere, they work together. Like we've seen couples that work together, but you know, it's always the happy. And I think
1: in the world of Instagram, it's always yes. like, we're perfect. Everything's great. My husband helps me run my business. So like, when did you guys think you were going to kill each other? Did you have moments like, that did you have like ah we can't do this anymore moments or has it always
0: been pretty smooth yeah,
2: every, all the time like every other day yeah.
0: <laughs> in fact you're I mean, due for one right now now
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, I already had one this morning I had my moment actually and my go-to is just to get angry and resent the person and blame the other person for whatever I don't like in my moment but instead I was like you know what I need an hour I need to sit outside, I need to have coffee, and I need to write my journal. That's what I need before I get mad at you and just lash out like a big old bitch. I'm going to not be a big old bitch. I'm going to change the narrative. And then I did, and I felt much better, and we are able to take a call in pure light and joy with you guys right now because we didn't have a big old fight because of my attitude problem uh, You this know morning. what?
1: I appreciate your honesty
0: with that. How does it play out? Yeah. I'm just curious just how it is when you collaborate on something that's you're producing or creating together. Like, are you able to give each other... Other criticisms without freaking out? Or do you still freak out and just come back to it? Like that, to me, would be the most challenging, especially because this is like, like you said, it's a baby. And so you're like, this melody is awesome. And then she's like, "Uh, yeah, no. You know, that is so personal. It's not necessarily like a PowerPoint. No, no. You know? It's like so personal. To it is know.
2: personal. But, you know, look, we're getting better at it every day. We're not in the zen of it yet, but I think we're pretty good with it now. Uh, often, like, we say things like, I'm not sure I'm feeling that as much as you are, I had this other thing in mind, or we just, you know, most of the time, even if, I think if one of us doesn't agree with the other about an idea about writing or melody or whatever it is, we kind of allow ourselves to go down the road for the benefit of that person's notion, right? So we say, okay, I don't like that I don't think, but let's go down the road. Let's see where that leads us. Because often, in fact, 100% of the time, it leads to something good. It may not be at all what the person proposed, but it kind of evolves, you know? And I think we have to constantly remind ourselves That the best idea is coming, and it probably is going to be a combination of both of our ideas. I
1: think that's great. You know, it's funny. My boyfriend, or grown-up male romantic partner, Lisa, (laughs) we have to come up with a better word. We were having a conversation about that last night and about assuming value and mutual respect and how that it's kind of in the same in a relationship as in a work relationship. And the times that we've worked together, it's worked really well because first of all, I think we're both secure enough to know that good ideas can come from anywhere and there's no need to like take credit. The other thing is and you always hear about this being part of a successful relationship is it's important to give credit throughout your relationship to say like, "Hey, thanks for doing this," or "I acknowledge that you did this," or "I saw you picked up the groceries when I didn't even ask you. That's awesome." Like just giving credit throughout your relationship is good, and especially in work. And then we also talked about how there's kind of an assumption of value, which I think is so important in any working relationship. And sometimes that stuff, that kind of politeness or that courtesy courtesy more than politeness goes away when you are you know best friends or when you're you know in a romantic relationship or when it's a sibling when it's someone really close to you and so one thing we found is when we work together like not going oh that's stupid you know like (laughs) but being and and maybe that works for you guys I don't know if you tell each other that's stupid but we realized that you know just being positive with each other and not even like Trying hard It just kind of came naturally Being like Oh that's great Or or you know Using the old improv trick Of yes and yeah. Like oh that's good Oh what if we do this to it though You know Then we would get to a good place And still preserve the relationship You know it's, yeah. it,
2: That's you make a good point I'll let Lisa talk about this But you know Early on Because obviously I'm the piano player Of the two of us And so everyone Automatically assumes Lisa's the lyricist And I'm the composer That's not true We're both everything uh. But it was interesting Because I remember Lisa saying to me At some point since that's is now turning into a therapy session. Um, (laughs) I remember her saying, you know, I feel like you're kind of doing everything. And it really took me back because I felt like she was doing everything. Oh,
3: interesting. Yeah,
2: and I mean, Lisa, you can talk about how that came about if you want, but, you know. Well,
3: I mean... I, I I think this is is getting into a therapy session because I don't want to go into like my past and my mom and how
0: I grew up. Oh, welcome. We're we all here. Have our we so all have mommy that. issues. Everyone. Has <laughs> yeah,
3: baggage. that should be your next podcast, mommy issues. Oh, <laughs> Come on, pick mommy issues. <laughs> you know, that's partly how I got lost in in my marriage and the kind of man I married. That you know, whatever. All that shit's in the past. But I, I think that I have learned to own my participation and own my value and own my contribution to what it is that we do especially in especially the writing I mean and the ideas it's one thing to be able to be a writer and it's one thing to be able to take a, a, an existing work and adapt something that someone else wrote And but it's another thing to literally have a creativity inside of you that comes out and it's completely and utterly original and it only can come from you and what you you've experienced in your life and own that and I think that I was very quick to always give everybody else credit and everybody else the power but I don't I don't do that anymore and I think that comes with meeting your match in the person that you're with whether it's just relationship romantic relationship or it's just professional or but whatever you're surrounding your life with with the people you surround your life with. You got to be bettering you. And I'm finding that with Tor, I have finally become all that I was meant to be. And that says a lot. It says a lot about the man that he is. It says a lot about the person that I'm taking a risk to evolve into. And that's not just for me. It's for my kids. You know, I'm raising two boys that will then become men and choose either men or women to be with for the rest of their lives and treat them a certain way. And that's why I'm not in the relationship I was in anymore. And this is what they get to see. They get to see love, joy, music, fun you know, uplifting light and joy and happiness in a home when we're all together, whenever that happens. And that's all I can say about what we do. I love what we do. And it's hard. It's hard as hell. And here's the other thing, you know, you, you know, this too, is when you have somebody you love and you trust and you feel like you can be honest with, you can also find yourself being too honest. You say things that are mean because you can, and it's not cool, but it does happen. And I think sometimes we take for granted, and mostly in the booth, mostly when I'm singing in the booth and tours like producing on the other side of the booth. Uh-huh. And we, like a few weeks ago, we had a thing where he said something to me and I think I was premenstrual. In fact, I know <laughs> I was because I literally started a period like three <laughs> hours later. And he said something to me and it just hit me so wrong. And I got so hurt by how he said something. And it was nothing. Like if I was in a professional situation without him, I would not have taken it this way. He said something. I got so hurt and mad. I threw down hundred and dollars pair of headphones on the ground stomped out slammed the door and went for a walk for an hour and i was like wow that was a big old childish tantrum i just threw and i came back and i was like oh I just started my period. No wonder I was such a crazy person. <laughs> and those things happen. But, you know, he can say th- things and I can say things. And I think that is a challenge when you work together because the lines are blurred and that's just part of and it. And then
1: after something like that, do you are you able to, like, talk it out and then jump back into work? Or do you feel like you need time then and you need separation? It depends. Well, I mean, it's weird because yeah. we
2: usually have similar period cycles. So.
1: <laughs>
0: I know, we're all, we're all synced up. No, I mean, it, it, it does depend.
2: And in, in that case, yeah, we, we had a good talk. Maybe it didn't start out good, but it ended good. And, you know, we said, okay, we're both being babies. We got to get to back. I've said the effort. We got to get back to effing work here because we're adults and we, We have to show this to people. So let's go.
0: That's, to me, like being able to move on, right? Like that's the other thing I feel like when you're with the right person or you're doing, I don't know. I think that's a sign of age, right? It's like you can have the blow-ups. Like I I get so hard on myself. Liz knows this too. Like so hard on myself. But the thing is, it's what you do next. It's like, okay, I recovered. I'm good. Let's go. I apologize. I was an asshole. Like, let's move on. But that's
1: not just age. I would give yourself more credit for that. (laughs) I think that's also, really, it's maturity. It's self-actualization. It's like learning how to like process and deal with your own shit so that you can come to a relationship in a
2: healthy way. Well, I was going to say it can't be age cuz Lisa and I are 22 and 23, so
0: <laughs> I know. Well, I'm only 14, so we're all good. <laughs> all right, so listen, we have to talk about your new thing because yeah. I am so excited about this. Like how did this happen? Green, Green Acres,
1: Acres. I'm like such a classic TV show fan that I am so excited about this. So you have to just tell us a little bit Well,
2: about you know, it's funny because the producers hired a whole different team originally. And I knew one of the producers, uh, she had come to see us perform at some point. And I had been pitching her that we should really be the ones writing this because, you know, when you know something is so in your sensibility in your wheelhouse, yeah. that you have to do it. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, but we went with these people and they're really, you know, well-known and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well... Yeah, but we're right for it. She goes, "Well, they're working on it now." Sorry, but anyway, a couple of years went by actually, and Cause, I checked because that's how long musicals
3: take. Yeah, uh, yeah. I checked in
2: with her and I said, <laughs> "How's Green Acres going?" And she goes, "Well, it could be better." And I said, "Oh," and then it kind of got wind that maybe they were going to make a move. And right at that same time, Lisa and I were doing a, a concert at Fifty Four Below. It was actually called "The Songs of Tor and Lisa." It was kind of a collection of all our shows. And we had a lot of fancy Broadway singers do it. I invited the producer of Green Acres and I said, I really want you to come see the show because I think you're gonna see our materials exactly right for your show. She came and she she came up to us right after and she goes, I can't believe I didn't hire you guys in the first place. Oh, wow! wow. Yeah, I said, it's never too late to reinvent yourself and Ooh. hire us now. <laughs> And, and she goes, well, let's see what's going to happen. It took several months, but they ended up actually getting rid of the other writers. <gasps>
1: Damn. And they
2: took some baby steps with us. Like, we, we basically gave a pitch, and they said, okay, we like the pitch. We'll pay you to write an outline. We wrote an outline, very detailed. And then they said, okay, we want to bring you on. And what was funny was... We thought we were just going to do music and lyrics just the songs. And they said, no, 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 no. We like your idea. We want you guys to write the book. And you're so funny. You can just do it all. And we said, okay, great. And also, of course, that's more money. So that's good, too. <laughs> and we, t- we took the whole thing on and it's become really special. I mean, it's not, you know, the Green Acres your parents watched. It really, it's a it's a new thing. It's updated. The wife, I don't know if you guys are familiar or not, but. Um, oh, yeah. The yeah.
1: chores. The stores. Fresh air. Times right, square. Well, there you go. <laughs> um so um, you need to hire me yeah i'm not gonna be your leotard girl but i can write
2: <laughs> perfect that's all we need um you know so but we've updated it so still oliver wendell douglas is still a caucasian lawyer but his wife is a cuban immigrant kind of oh, like a sofia awesome. vergara type you know even though you're i know like, she's not hint
1: sofia vergara if you're listening <laughs> we don't care if you can
3: yeah we don't care if you can
2: say <laughs> well we'll rewrite her songs and she'll be on it um in any case, so we, we really updated it and then, and the jokes are modern and it's, it's still hilarious. It's just maybe less slapstick and, you know, more kind of modern comedy, I would say.
1: I think that's great. It's like what they've done with One Day at a Time. Like, there's so many amazing older shows and series out there that are just ready for updating. And I think this sounds oh, yeah. great. I have like a Broadway obsessed kid, so I will be demanding, um, you know, front row tickets on opening night, just so you
2: know. Well, of course. All right. <laughs> yeah, right next to my mom.
1: <laughs> so, Tor and Lisa, let our listeners know where they can find you to learn more about green acres and your other work and follow you you must be all over social media
2: well we're, we're trying to get better with it we did this thing called shopping with lisa that really caught on and then and, and we haven't we haven't done it in a while but with everything we've ever done, the, the thing we most get asked is, when are you going to do another Shopping with Lisa episode? So that's on our Instagram, which is Tor and Lisa. Our Twitter's is Tor and Lisa. Our website is 3 This is
1: good, consistent branding, Lisa. Well, that
2: means a lot coming from you guys. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're all over the social media in a sense, but we really want to get better with it. Yeah, Liz,
1: um, I think I might need to talk
2: to you. Yeah, we might call. need to talk to you. No problem.
1: We'll <laughs> have some drinks. We'll discuss blended families and social media. Yes. But hey, you guys are going to stick around for Cool Picks of the Week, right? Yes, we got we got Awesome. So we'll have four of them right after this.
0: So, Liz, it's summer, and I am super not excited about cooking dinner, which is why I'm so glad we are welcoming back our sponsor, Sun Basket. Okay,
1: here's what's crazy. So, first of all, we, I mean, hopefully our listeners already know who they are. They send organic produce and clean ingredients right to your door so that you have ready-made meal kits to make cooking dinner for your family so much easier, and... Dahlia, who, you know, doesn't like a whole lot of foods. This is my true. My daughter. Yes. She said to me this week, she goes, Mom, when are we getting that Moroccan chicken back again? What? I have, like, literally never heard her ask that for anything is the second time. That is amazing. Yep. All owed to Sun Baskets. So this is good stuff, you guys, even for picky kids.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love that it's organic produce, and you know, this, these guys in particular, right, they've got paleo, gluten-free, which is me, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, and lots of family Options and I love that they work with the best farms and suppliers, so that you get really fresh organic produce, responsibly raised meats and seafood. And we've both tried them, and I can attest to this. I've opened the boxes, I've eaten the food. It is super fresh. It
1: is. It's so. It's so fresh. You actually have to make it. You yeah. Yeah. yeah the don't. If leave leave it in you your leave fridge. the organic lemon <laughs> accidentally in your fridge for a week, it won't be good because it's organic. Which also, by the way, helps you realize how much crap, they're spraying on your produce at the grocery store because non-organic lemons don't go bad in like four days. (laughs) So this is like the real deal. You really feel good and clean eating it. And I feel kind of good like cooking for my family, which, you know, I tend to lean on the takeout
0: a little too much. Yeah, well, so. this is a good in-between. And you know what? Over in our Recipe Rescue Facebook group, there was a, a wonderful member who just was very honest and was like, I am so tired of being the one who's shopping, being the one who's cooking all the time. And, you know, a lot of people were like, sun basket. like get something that gets sent to your door. It's so easy. It only takes 30 minutes. And like, it gives you a break, but then you don't have to feel guilty about the stuff that you're putting on. The table for your family. No,
1: it's good. Like, you're really yeah. cooking. You're, this is not just, like, an add an egg to the brownie mix kind of thing. Like, you Which, are cooking and they're yes. giving you the recipes. But it makes it so easy. It's nice not to have to, like, run out to some specialty store in Queens to find, like, the one special turmeric that's needed for, like, one recipe. Yeah, no. So I like that they measure everything out for you. They make it easy. The food really is super delicious. The meats, if you're getting those, and chicken is, like, really fresh and really well, good. Well,
0: clearly, Thalia has very picky taste in meat, so... I'm impressed that she. Oh, I never thought in a million chicken.
1: years she would eat a
0: chicken that was not nuggeted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, oh, that's a Sun Basket.
0: Listeners, you can get a great deal right now if you go to SunBasket.com/spawned. You can learn more about SunBasket, but you can also get thirty-five dollars off your first order. That's pretty amazing. So go to SunBasket.com/spawned, save thirty-five dollars, and make your family happy and give yourselves a break. Yay! SunBasket.com/spawned spawned. $35 off. Okay. Well, now it's time for cool picks of the week. Cool picks of the week. And our guests always get to go first. I can't Lisa, wait to hear these. So Let's Lisa, what do you now. got?
3: Recently, I know this is a little crazy, but as all moms know, there's not enough time in the day. And I really, really, really hate getting ready. Like, you know, the whole process of taking a shower and like blowing your hair out and putting makeup on. Oh. So I always I always try to cut corners where I can. And I found this shit at, at Sephora. It's by Christian Dior. It's called Air Flash. It's a spray-on foundation. It's like a... You just spray it on your
1: face. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so awesome. You Christian, we're trying that, like, like tomorrow. Oh,
3: oh yeah. I, it's a little pricier than, like, a... I don't know, like, a CoverGirl. But for me, I love it because it saves me so much time. And it, you're, like, an instant model. So is it,
1: like, an airbrush kind of effect? It's, like yeah, you, it's got an it airbrush looks- effect to
3: it. And it's really light because, as we know, when we get older... You don't want anything heavy on those wrinkles or you look like Tales from the Crypt.
1: High praise. Do not look like Tales from the Crypt. Try Christian Dior Airfly. (laughs) A mom hack plus cool mom pick. That's great. That's a great pick. We know our listeners love beauty picks. So we will be sure to link that up on Cool Mom Picks on our podcast page. Tor, how about you? What's your cool pick?
2: Well, my cool pick has the word beauty in it. But (laughs) it's it's not a beauty product, um, although I completely applaud these spray-on, whatever the hell you called it. <laughs> uh, anyway, my pick is a movie, actually, and it, it came out uh, a couple of years ago, uh, but its I think it's one of the most special movies ever made. It's called Collateral Beauty. You know,
0: I've seen that and wondered about it, so now if you're recommending it, now I'm going to watch it. I'm that kind of person. I need, like, personal recommendations. Well, this is
2: it. You would have to get that because the press on it was bad because most of the press, I don't think, watched it, and I think they thought Will Smith was just trying to get his Oscar. But this
1: was a serious cast. It's like Will Smith, Edward Norton, Kate Winslet, Keira Knightley. That's right.
2: And we recently become friendly with the screenwriter. His name is Alan Loeb, who is one of the best writers I've ever read in my life, period, whether it be novels, uh, TV, movies, whatever. And he has such a special way that he constructed this film. And if anyone's looking for a good cry or just to be hopeful or just to become enlightened, just just, then this is the movie Collateral Beauty has the word beauty in it and that, <laughs> why do i feel like we just segued into an episode of the view <laughs> oh,
1: be you on that show would you be
2: whoopy <laughs> i'd be i'd be the token man
1: that's a good <laughs> pick well we're going to find out where that's streaming so that our listeners can catch it and we'll put that on our podcast page at coolmompics.com also kristen yes. how about you what's your oh
0: i've got a good one so you yeah. know a certain someone was wearing a certain jacket Yesterday. An olive
1: colored bomber jacket? An olive colored jacket
0: with some words on the back. Words?
1: What kind of words?
0: (laughs) Some ridiculous words. Um,. Uh, I don't really care. Do you? Yeah, yeah.
1: Interesting words for our time. But times. they don't mean anything,
0: <laughs> Liz. They don't mean anything, no. guys. They just didn't mean anything. So anyway, I just pulled
1: this thirty nine dollar jacket out of my yes, designer closet. Right. For
0: no so we love when people are so creative and clever and super fast when it comes to this stuff. And one such person created a shirt that looks like the jacket, and it says, "I really care." Do you? <laughs> Yay, and All of the proceeds are going to go to the organization Races. That's R-A-I-C-E-S, which supports refugee and immigrant services. And it's fantastic. This Etsy shop is Two String Jane. I ordered one for myself. They even have a bomber jacket, too, if you really want to get into it. They do. Um, But as
1: we mentioned, you probably don't need a bomber jacket in June in D.C.
0: or Texas.
1: But, you know, (laughs) you can always get it for the fall.
0: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's true. So anyway, that's my pick. I really care. Do you t-shirt on Etsy. Go get it. Support a great cause. Um, yeah. So Liz, what And about that's you? on our
1: site as uh, well. Yes. All of this Okay. Will be. So my cool pick this week are people. People? My, yes. My cool pick this week is the couple David and Charlotte Wilner. Do you know those names?
0: I do. They're a
1: couple that started the record-breaking fundraiser on Facebook to... Help families separated at the border. What's it at right now? Is it at like $20 or something? Yeah, they started, for those of you who don't know the story, they just put out to their friends and family a public Facebook post saying, hey, we want to raise $1,500 to be able to give one person a bond. So that they can, you know, get out of jail and go claim their kids because that's one of the biggest challenges with separation of immigrants is not being able to afford the bond to get out of detention. And so they look to raise fifteen hundred dollars and as of today, Friday, they are past the sixteen million mark. Whoa. Sixteen million million. Wow. I know. And that's that's how many people in this country give a crap about what's going on right now on the border. And so my cool pick is also all of the generous spirits in America, all the good people. We always say look for the helpers when you're feeling distraught. And there are a lot of helpers, 16 million worth right now, led by Dave and Charlotte Wilner. You can find that Facebook fundraiser if you want to help like literally just Google <laughs> Facebook fundraiser record breaker and you'll find it or you can find it on their Facebook page. But that's my cool pick of the week. Never forget that one person or one couple can make a difference.
0: Aww. Aww. All right. Well, listen, how fun was this Tor and Lisa? I feel like we need to have you guys over and just do like, cause when I go over to Liz's house, I, we just do musicals, right? Liz, like I basically just sing with children. Yeah.
1: With my kid. <laughs> my kids always say, Kristen, we like you better than mom and then they all sing together that's pretty much our weekend i
2: want to do that so bad but i also think that the four of us may consider a televised talk show
1: (laughs) we're in and listen we know you're like the pitch master and you're gonna go out and pitch that right now so you just follow up with us i've already
2: sent an email i've copyrighted it and trademarked you guys
1: were so great yes thank you so much thank you guys guys awesome that was awesome yes Liz, how fun was that? That was so fun. We need to have more couples on, I think. Like, we need to recruit more yes, fun couples Yes,
0: calling Spawn. all fun couples for Spawn. And of course, huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen. And listen, we love hearing from you. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Just make sure to subscribe. You can drop us an email, spawned at coolmompics.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. <laughs> We're everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere.
1: Um, and hey, be sure to download
0: our episodes. It really helps
1: us. It helps other people find us. It helps our advertisers. It just helps the world. And don't you want to help the world? Help
0: you do. The world. You know you do. Well, thanks for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye.